Hi, I'm DJ Holiday, and today I'm here with... It's Dave Windor from Monster Magnet. How are you today? I'm good. I'm more than good. I'm alive. So, uh... I was checking actually out to your like Instagram and some of your social medias and one of like the first things I noticed was like the cool artwork you guys have. What would be like the main inspiration behind some of your artwork choices? Uh, that artwork is done by this really, really cool guy named Joe Tate. And uh hey, that boy can draw. My inspiration for the for the conception of the artwork was I wanted to get um there's a couple elements in there. I just wanted to get a sense of psychedelic chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, because the record really is about you know, this record is a record of covers from the early 70s at a time where the world once again was like pretty out of control. Right. Um, but it was very psychedelic at the same time. It was a really strange time. So I wanted to look like an old black light poster. And uh, I wanted this stuff in there to be decidedly non flower power, a little bit more on the chaos side. So you'll see. <laughs> You'll see the bull god, his monster magnet mascot, you know, trying to crush the band on stage at some Woodstock type festival. And then the Army, Navy, Air Force and Marines out to like, you know, kill the monster like in the Godzilla movie. And then deeper into the crowd is just like total like riots and sex and, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> I, I really want it to look like completely nuts. No, that's really that's definitely reflective, I guess, of the time period. And like you said, it is in in a different way you know it's not yeah. showing like the the flower power the peace and love and the it's showing kind of the other perspective of it in a way yeah it's like it's like post altamont mm -hmm. do you feel like that's similar to the times we're going through now a little bit yeah i mean that's why i did this record because i was like you know i've been through this stuff before you know <laughs> when i was a mm -hmm. real little kid when i was a real little kid the world was on fire right you know um you know, we had like a, it was almost a civil war here, and uh, uh, during the Vietnam stuff, and you know, at the end of the '60s and early '70s was really, really nuts for people didn't who didn't live through it. It was really crazy. I was more off the hook than it is now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this reminds me quite of the same thing. The last like four years, crazy politics plus the pandemic, which new. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was like wow, but the the thing that hit me was like how did how does pop culture react to it like right. what kind of music comes out of it and i i have to say that pop culture was a lot more on the stick back then as far as relating their feelings about everything um in in, in music and art right like it came out immediately reflected that the music sounded like it the music sounded different it appeared both chaotic and melodic at the same time they tried to deal with the chaos and either reflecting it or soothing it down. But it was an almost immediate response from like the late sixties through the seventies. Mm -hmm. Now I think most people kind of waited it out. Yeah. As far as their art was concerned, you know, so it's different. Digital age is different when I mean, there's, it's yeah. a, it's a different thing, different thing. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, do you think that the additional like social media platforms have anything to do with that? Yeah, you know, basically, and you know why I think that? It's because mm -hmm. I think people are more busy talking than they are making good art. Yeah, that's a like, fair point. Just, they, they can't help it, you know what I mean? Now they have an opportunity to have their voice, what they think their voice is heard, you know, but I don't, I don't know how easy it is to hear what everybody talks at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot more fights. You know? But, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's what's happened. It's like, you know, I'm not saying the art was going away, but I think popular expressions of, of, of really popular and maybe controversial um, topics 
and uh, let's say um, complicated uh, mm-hmm. conver- uh, controversial topics are almost left to the sideline as far as art and taken over by people just basically talking, typing. Right. No, that's... Know, so the new so the new rock stars of the 21st century aren't rock stars at all. They're just people with Instagram and Facebook <laughs> and, and TikTok. It's kind of disappointing. <laughs> Gotta tell you, Howie, it's not very fun to listen to. Yeah, no, I will. I will say, at least from my own personal experience, um, I feel like social media gives a lot more people chances to put their art out there in a way. But then, when there's so many people putting things out at the same time, like, how do you make yourself stand out? You know what I mean? How do you separate yourself from the next guy or the next girl or the next whoever that's exactly. also making stuff? It, it, you know, it's the pigeon feather in the snowstorm, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, hey, there's a pigeon feather. Look at it. Oh, but it's in a snowstorm. I can't see it. Right. And But also, I think that the amount of the, the mm-hmm. art, obviously, there's more art now than ever before, you know? And there's just like there's more music than ever before. Right. There's more of everything than ever before. I don't know if you know, the, the jury's still out because we're going to have to go. But I don't know if this if the, if if this stuff that's being created now has quite the tang to it or the or the punch to it, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of the artists are basically trying to do their art and sell themselves at the same time, which right. just takes away from the creation of the art. Right, the whole overall artistic process. Yeah, I mean, branding yourself from an early age is not a good idea to do if you're an artist. It's right. a good idea to do if you're a salesman. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you, right. you don't want to brand yourself as an artist. I mean, brand is a bad word. Right. It's not a good word. I don't know how that became something good. You know, brand is what you do for Jordash jeans, <laughs> not for art. Right. Which, speaking of which, so I was, I was actually going to ask you, how do you feel about, like, classifications in music, right? Like, for example, like if you look up your band, it classifies you as like stoner rock or stoner metal. How do you right. feel about classifications such as that? Well, they've always been something that's used by by journalists and and uh, consumers mm-hmm. rather than by rather than by artists. You know, I right. mean, most artists I know wouldn't want to be classified as anything. Right. I guess it's a necessary evil. I would consider a necessary. Uh, uh, you know, a necessary, maybe not evil, but a, ne- a necessary thing for people to categorize what they want to do. I think people mm-hmm. love to do it. I don't know if artists love it that much. I mean, I never liked it that much, but I don't fight it. Right. So I was like, yeah, you want to call me Stoner Rock? Call me whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I know, like, there's different perspectives of it. There's, you know, for the average, like, person that's just, like, going to listen to music, if you're like, oh, this is metal, it, like, it kind of gives them an idea as to what something already is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the metal's the funniest one because metal so is much like different o- stuff. over-categorized. You know, it's so over-categorized. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really not a lot of difference between uh, a lot of metal, but they, the people who listen to it would like to think there is. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're yeah. like, look, this is... Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, it is. It's the same. When somebody, you know, when somebody changes the drum beat and screams over a song, right? it's pretty much the same thing. You can't say because they use a different umlaut or they, or, you know, umlaut over their title, their logo. And then, you know what I mean? It's not, you're cheating. You're just trying to make up a category. I think metal people love to categorize stuff. It's a very conservative and mostly male Mm -hmm. thing. You know, it's a very guy thing. You know, it's about power. 
and it's about branding. They love their brands. They love their. So it's almost like collecting baseball cards. <laughs> yeah, a little bit in a way. I think people are a little overly focused on it when it should be more about like, do you just like the music instead of? Yeah, you know, it's like, but no, and they love to call you on it too. No, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not Doom Thrash. This is Doom Thrash Last Stoner. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dude. It's a guy screaming over a double bass kick. Right, it's metal. Like it's metal. <laughs> no, I I absolutely get that. Um, so since you did say like your newest record and everything was all very like seventies and stuff inspired, would you say that those bands in that era were your biggest music inspirations, or would there be a different one? They were, um, you know, like at the beginning of Monster Magnet which was a long time ago now, like 30 years, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this for 30 years. That was the definite inspiration. All the stuff that I had heard when I was a kid, a little kid, 12 years old. And then it was that and punk rock. Cause when I first got in my first band was like CBGBs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is a punk rock, cynical aesthetic and a kind of a, a kind of a, a crudeness to the punk rock. But the, the, the sounds, the fuzz guitar and just the overall insanity of early 70s rock was the stuff that inspired me so i wanted to put those two together and that's what inspired monster magnet and that's what this record's really about it's like a roots it's like a roots record i was like you know this is a it's it's wild it's fuzzy it's irreverent for sure right and it's and it's uh you know obviously a lot of these songs are made by like insane people you know (laughs) it sounds awesome like a bad trip or something Right. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Were there any, like, specific bands in specific that you felt really, like, you felt you were listening to a lot at the time of, like, writing and stuff like that? It was more the overall thing of it all. Okay, the um, overall sound. I mean, obviously, there were specific ones that aren't on this record, but, you know, obviously, you know, when, when you're 12 years old, you hear, you hear the first Black Sabbath album, you're not oh, going to yeah. hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what started all i was 12 when the first black sabbath came out right and it totally blew my mind I was like that was new music you know mm-hmm. just trying to imagine when black sabbath was brand new oh yeah and how, how different it sounded compared to everything else and then the whole world the, like the, maybe the previous four years of rock which was psychedelic and then the the, the years um after sabbath and zeppelin first started was this whole kind of um uh, a big chunk of hard, heavy music that wasn't quite metal yet. It was right. Hard rock and hard rock psychedelia. And I always thought that was a rich, really rich mine of music. Yeah, the sound was really cool. Yeah. And just the overall blending of like, there was a lot of blues in there. There was a lot of like, even like I'm jazz. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because that that's what's been, no, as long as I'm bashing metal. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that's what's been erased from metal. There's no blues in, in modern metal at no. all. It's gone. You know, it's more of like an Aryan kind of marching, you know, expression of mm. power. A lot of gentle. Not exactly expression of uh, almost any other emotion at all except for power. And maybe some like kind of gothic drama, I guess, in metal. Mm-hmm. There's like gothic drama and pure, brutal power. Yeah. Uh, the music I'm talking about had the like a like a larger rainbow of emotion pain mm-hmm. uh you know normal n- normal life plus dreaming plus yeah for my money that's all i mean for for what i like mm-hmm. um that always had a lot more 
uh, places to go. Right. No, absolutely. Because I know with Sabbath, especially, like they were one of the first bands to bring up like kind of talking about PTSD and like the effects of war and nobody's really talking about that then, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you listen to the words of like electric funeral or war pigs um, or fairies wear boots or any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. he's talking about, they're talking about street concepts. Plus they're talking about idealistic concepts about war and about politics, abuse of power and stuff. But they're speaking of it in ways that you can understand. It's not like a, Mm -hmm. He always brings it back to human. You know, Ozzy's voice always brings it back to humanity. Yeah, absolutely. His voice sounds like a whale. Like, he sounds like a crying child. Like, it's really, (laughs) really cool. And um, that's kind of gone from at least, you know, the modern, the the big selling metal of today. Yeah. uh, You know, I guess things change. But to tell you the truth, if I had to pick, I'd, I'd move in more. I think there's ways you could be heavy and human at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Without like the overproduction sound of things, I think that's kind of what you're getting at a little bit with how sometimes yeah. the vocals are too overproduced and it's produced really well, almost too well. And uh, it's it's not the production that bothers me; it's the um the similarity in the yeah. production. Like all, like a lot of my, it sounds like it's came out out of the same studio. Right. And, and there's there, and if you know when people choose to scream, you know the power cookie monster thing. <laughs> well, the singers the, the singers share all share the same identity. Mm-hmm. So you know if you're yeah. gonna put on a behemoth record or you're gonna put on a you know whatever, and the guy goes, it's like, <laughs> oh well, you know, am I supposed to know that this guy is different from the other guy? Yeah, that's fair. You know, I think I think it's cool to like diversify, and you know that was like that. That's one thing that like the older bands did really well, and you could still kind of, you know, like I I also like stuff with like lower production personally, or like like old yeah, school punk stuff because it just felt so much like a couple of dudes just having a good time, you know, yeah, speaking totally their mind. Agree. Well, it's like um, you get your sound, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like the fidelity of that sound. <clears throat> to a certain extent was important, but it was more impa- important to get a sound where you could hear the band and go, all right, all right, yeah, that's Sabbath. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know why? Because I know the way the guitars sound. Um, they're dull or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that guy singing and the drums. And mm-hmm. then you'd go over to something completely different. Like, yes. And you'd know it was yes in a, in a minute. Right. And, I mean, in like two seconds. Um, it was, uh, I think, a point of pride for each band to have their own basically their own sound i mean they would cop from each other mm-hmm. um but not to the extent that is now like you know i was just listening to some modern metal you know the stuff that's had like the biggest uh on metal charts of stuff from like uh my own record company napalm and yeah. uh nuclear blast i couldn't tell the difference between one and the other <laughs> man they sounded like they came out of the same studio with the same singers except <laughs> you know you put a girl in there and like oh it's a girl but even that's getting old yeah. <laughs> yeah would you say that after like the 90s was when stuff started to really change in that direction yes um things got um i think with the, the advent of digital music and, and music being uh mm-hmm. basically valued less um you know you, you get free music right and uh, 
it, the, the value on the, the actual value of music over most people's minds was a little less. And uh, big bands and record companies started to niche and go instead of towards an internet democracy that would widen the taste of people. They basically honed down to what people actually liked. Mm -hmm. um, the record companies, you know, have become almost like they're very algorithmic too. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they want to make money and right. They want to make money and stuff. So it's like, they're like some of these metal companies are like the Disney of music, <laughs> you know, Disney will make, you know, one Avengers movie and go, Oh, okay. Don't fuck with the formula. Right. So they and just make the same. They'll give you a dozen to choose from. Here's this band. And like, what's the difference? Well, this guy growls like this. <laughs> and this guy growls like this. <laughs> and But basically in the same thing. So I think that's what happened. They kind of like focused in on on uh, different elements that made a certain crowd happy. Mm -hmm. And uh, stopped taking chances to like push the envelope in any other way. It yeah. makes it difficult for, for a lot of bands that want to experiment still experiment with rock yeah and still and show a couple different sides to it because um the focus isn't as intense on the one pleasure button that that music kind of pushes mm -hmm. there's definitely something with modern metal that you know they definitely have something it's it's a sound and a sheen it's like buying a car you know you're gonna you know you know what you're gonna get out of a maserati right and a lot of dudes want Maseratis. True. <laughs> right. So it you know it leaves everybody else out there going, okay, where how are we going to navigate in this world? Right. And it still feel, can yeah. be done. It's just a little different. Yeah. So how do you think, as a whole, for like the genre, that it can get back to that creative space or a more creative space? Yeah, I think it was just, you know, if the bands stick with what they want to do mm -hmm. and, um, you know, if, if, if bands continue to do what they want to do, but that's a hard question because most right. bands, if you ask them, the first thing they want to do is make it. Right. You know what I mean? And you can't blame them. Mm. So, you know, who am I to say that, you know, these guys are posers or something right. because they all dressed up and, you know. <laughs> you know viking clothes or whatever and go no it was our idea first it's like dude <laughs> this is so played out you know um yeah. this, it's it's a, almost like pop in their uniforms you know yeah well that's like the people that are you know who who did the masks first was it mushroom head was it slipknot was it you know what i mean it's like at the end of the day kiss. it was kiss. Well, exactly but at the end you of the day I mean? yeah everything comes from something 45 years ago mm-hmm you know what I mean? It's like it was all laid out. All the plans have been laid out you know, a long, long time ago. And so I would say like for new bands, anybody who, who really wants to have a, um, who isn't in for that, you know, isn't in for that. Just keep trying to make it interesting as possible. And eventually enough people will Listen. come over to them. I don't know if they can actually take the fans that are into modern metal Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna get those because I would. It seems to me that the modern metal thing, from what I can see, I don't pay it that much attention to because I just do kind of do my own thing. Mm -hmm. But I think they're they're all sorted. Those people are very very happy with what they're getting. Yeah, you that's know? true. I'd have to agree with a, that. You know, you get you get the sounds they want. You get the growl they want. It's like a release of anger. 
mm-hmm. you know, with a dramatic flair to it, and and uh, and it's it's apolitical most of the time. And even if it's not apolitical, you can't really understand what they're saying, so they're not dangerous, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's not like they're going up there and calling for the revolution. Even if they were, you wouldn't be able to understand what they were saying anyway. You you wouldn't, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know? I mean, if they really wanted to make, you know, if they really, really wanted to make a big noise, they'd come out there and say exactly what they're saying. And if it, if it was a, a band out there going, hell, Satan, you know, like, I'm going to really, really push this right. with intelligible lyrics, then there'd be, you know, and then you could see some. But right now they seem to be just fine. Um, for all the rest of us schmucks out there that are, you know, toiling in weirdness, <laughs> we're just going to have to, you know, I just have to, like, be happy with what I have. And I've right. been doing it for a long time, so I've already got away with murder. I can't <laughs> believe it. You know, I've been doing it for 30 years now. Right. It's cool. So what would be your favorite part of, like, the process of making music? Like, what in the entire, the whole thing, like, what is your favorite part of the process it's hard to say favorite because they all are different parts but they all work as a whole Mm -hmm. so i would say my favorite thing about the process of rock Mm -hmm. is the fact that i can go from being cerebral in writing Mm -hmm. and and mechanical as far as recording right and then uh uh always trying to you know keep the spontaneity on there it's mechanical mechanical meaning you're trying to recreate mechanic ways the spontaneity of a band getting together and then being able to go totally animal by bringing it out in front of people on a regular basis where it's you know it's not pre-recorded anymore it's all live and it really depends on how the band is playing that night how the crowd is and stuff that's Mm -hmm. where the x factor comes in oh yeah the energy the yeah it, it's really really cool and like i couldn't imagine um it being as fun unless that wheel was uh you know um finished you know the circle mm-hmm. is complete right you start off with songs you make the songs you know you teach the songs you write them you perform them in the studio you make the cover whatever it is and you do the blabbing that I'm doing now and then bring it out on the road <laughs> and you really feel like it, it's like done it's done its thing now it's mm-hmm. you know it's complete time to go on to the next project right yeah I mean, it's really cool um, really cool existence I mean I don't know of, of too many other you know too many other professions out there where you can really do all those things and 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 give it a good closure right I mean, movie actors can't go out. You know, Robert De Niro can't go out and like play a gangster on the street no. in front of people. Every I guess he could. You know, but, he could, you but know, he'd probably actors, get arrested. Actors don't get to do that. Actors <laughs> don't get to go out and like play and like, hey, I'm going to go every night and I'm going to play this role, but I'm going to change it a little, a little every night. Right. And I'm going to go to you know, thirty different countries in in forty days. Right. So yeah, I love it. I still believe in the power. You know, the power of of the whole old rock and roll thing to um, mm-hmm. to it, it gives me a chance to exercise uh, different parts of my personality that wouldn't be appreciated if I was standing in my hometown on the you know in front of the food town. <laughs> right, right. Like, why is that man yelling you know? <laughs> in front of the local hot dog stand? <laughs> <laughs> why is he smiling? Why is his tongue hanging out of his head? Um, yeah. <laughs> No, that's, yeah, it gives you a different way to express yourself, I suppose, you know, especially, like, 
it's a lot different listening to music, in my personal opinion, um, like on the phone with your headphones in or in the car versus like being at a concert. It's a totally different experience. You yeah, know? I mean, you can't be live. It's like so special because live just invites your senses to bring everything else that's in the situation to bear. Mm -hmm. Live isn't just the band. It's the room that it's in. It's, right. You're smelling this room. You're looking around at people. Your ears compress different with loud music. Oh yeah. Your ears hear things different because it's so loud. It's forcing your your eardrums to you know kind of collapse on themselves, <laughs> and it just makes this. It's also um, great. It's like one of the only when you think about it. It's one of the only art forms that forces you to listen or get out. Right. If it's loud enough, you can't do anything. You have to. You just, know, you have to listen. Yeah. Or, or run out of the room. You know? It's kind of hard to talk over. <laughs> or go it. home, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, and it's live. It smells different. It, it all depends. Your experience is made up not just by the music, but by the people around you and the smells and the sights. And, uh, just oh, yeah. Really cool. No, it's a, whole, it's a whole energy thing, you know, at least in my, my opinion, you know. You go to a show and you, the, you could tell if the band isn't into it. You could tell if they're just like, oh, okay, just, uh, you know, going yeah, through the motions <laughs> versus if they're actually really feeling the music that night. Yeah, that's why it's great, you know, with, with young bands are always great because they're always going for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the first couple of times they did it. I mean, the real test in this, in this whole thing is like, if you can get a band that's been together for a long time to still bring it, then mm -hmm. it's really great. And then you could tell when they don't bring it. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, oh, man, like, what are you doing here? Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know. Like, I've seen Slayer a couple times. They always have just that energy, you know? They're one yeah. of those bands that's always just, like, up there in the energy. And But then there's other bands I've seen, like, you see them one time and they're great. You see them the next time and they're just kind of like, eh. Yeah. They're human beings and they're put in a situation where... Oh, absolutely. They're tired. <laughs> yeah, they're tired. And it's almost like this this cruel joke that, you know, that... that the, the cosmos puts on you oh you want to be in a rock and roll band you have to go on everybody to like you well you better like it every night right you can't you no breaks like <laughs> if you're not inspired you better get inspired you know right which i feel like is kind of a it's probably what takes the biggest toll on a musician in general yeah that's why they burn out so quick and that's why musicians so weird it's mm -hmm. just like you, you know they're 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 uh counted upon to have 150 percent uh, enthusiasm uh, right. at all times and, and sometimes you can't do that when you're out on the road for no, two months it's impossible to do that every you know um my last and final question it's a little bit of a goofy one but mm -hmm. uh what does college radio mean to you oh college radio to me was my was my go-to forever it still <laughs> is um yeah and you know it's like you know i I've been around for a while. I got tired of mainstream radio a long time ago when mainstream radio kind of started sucking. Um, <laughs> and when it really, really big, you know, commodified. And this is a long time ago. Mainstream radio started really sucking um, around the mid-70s. And they really got commodified. And and uh, they were pushing for soft rock hits. And that's where we, you know, we went from Sabbath to, you know, Dragons. Sabbath and all this cool stuff being on the radio to Boston, you know, <laughs> and then we got Boston. You told me you don't like more than stuff. a feeling. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, come on, man. It's like, what are you doing? Um, so I went to immediately to college, college radio. And I listen to college radio all the time because it's got 
Well, it's got people who actually care what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, you can hear the music heads. You can hear in their voice they really like music. Passionate about what they're playing, at least. Yeah, and they want to play it for people. Mm-hmm. They were actually, you know, it's like going over to someone's house. It's like, hey, you got to hear this record. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I get from college radio. So right. People who want you, they, they worked on this playlist very hard. You know? <laughs> um, as far as I know, there's no like college programming. I think the DJs still program their own stuff, right? Um, kind of. So. Yeah. Yes and uh, no. Yes and no. So like at a lot of at a lot of stations, I can't speak for all of them, but um, you script your own stuff. You pick your own show slot. You can kind of just play whatever you want as long as it's not completely and utterly like obscene. Right, right. (laughs) You know, but other than that, like you could pretty much just play what you want. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, that's not the way it is. You know, mainstream radio. Oh, no. Get get a list from the top. Right. So and that's like seems so ridiculous when you think of all the music that's in the world that's out there you really need you know i need a gatekeeper i want someone i want something to turn me on to music i I, you know i want to i want to turn you on and go holly what do you got for me today surprise (laughs) right that's cool absolutely well thank you very much for doing this interview and everything with me it was great talking with you my pleasure so yeah thanks again Rock on with your bad self. You as well. All right. right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.